Are you thinking of running a hybrid event where you have the attendees both online and physically present in one or more venues? You might think it'll give you the best of both worlds, but in this episode, we'll show you why it's often the worst of both worlds. But John, hybrids are usually good, right? Hybrid crops often grow faster and have greater yields while sometimes also being more resistant to pests and diseases. Um, so it might seem like a great idea to run a hybrid event where you have a group of people online and others physically present in one or more venues to make sure that all that want or need to engage can do so. That's right, Denise. The problem is that for the remote participants in particular, Hybrid meetings are usually a frustrating experience. And if you're the unlucky event facilitator, hybrid events can be a real pain to manage. Let's firstly look at this through the lens of those attending the physical meeting. This is often the place where the keynote presenter is going to deliver their presentation, and the event facilitator will often also be at the same venue, so as to introduce the speaker and handle questions from the audience. Naturally, that venue becomes the focus of everything and the online participants are often forgotten. And it gets worse, John. If the speaker is running late, the audience at the venue can usually chat amongst themselves and pass the time. The facilitator might provide quick updates and even run some impromptu discussions with the audience. <laughs> uh, this could help keep them engaged and less aware of the time. Then when the speaker finally does arrive, uh, there's no time for a sound check and they launch into their presentation. Oh dear, so many problems to work on, Denise. And that's just the physical attendees. Let's now look at it from the perspective of the online participants. They may have joined early, eager to hear what the presenter has to say. Then, when things go pear-shaped at the live venue, the online people are often left in the dark. They impatiently wait for the event to begin, but the facilitator is busy placating the crowd in the room with them. Alas, the old adage of out of sight, out of mind becomes true. If the event host is busy running around at the physical event, they're not going to see the growing number of chat messages from the online participants asking for an update. Suddenly, the presenter arrives and in the haste to get them to speak, because no sound check was done, those online discover that they can barely hear the person they've been impatiently waiting for. To make matters worse, the PowerPoint presentation mightn't be properly shared, so those online may have a lovely view of the presenter, but can't see the presentation slides. And then John, at the end of the presentation, the facilita facilitator takes questions from the audience and you can guess who gets in first. Yes, the physical audience has only to raise their hands and they have the facilitator's attention. Meanwhile, those online are busily trying to type their questions in the chat box, which can take a minute or two. Often the speaker answers a handful of questions and then needs to race off to their next meeting and the online audience are left hanging. So Denise, it's for these reasons that I usually avoid facilitating hybrid meetings as they often just don't work effectively. Instead, I recommend that it's better to run two separate events, one for the audience at the event and then a separate event as a webinar for those online. If you have a visiting presenter, I suggest you do the live one first, and then an hour after it's finished, run the online event. That way, it's still fresh in the mind of the presenter, and it gives them a short break. Also, 
If anything goes wrong with a presentation, it's usually easier to fix that in the physical meeting where the, pres where the audience can be distracted with an impromptu activity. Separating into two events like this allows us to interact with each audience appropriately. So it's a great event for all involved. That's a great idea, John. But if for whatever reason you do have to facilitate a hybrid event, here are some tips to help make it a better experience. Firstly, do a test run at least a day beforehand using the same room and equipment as you'll use for the live performance. Find a few willing colleagues to join online and make sure the audio and visual components are working well. Often you'll struggle with the PA system to get the audio feed into the webinar correctly, uh, especially if you're using a PC up on the stage for the webinar. That's where it's invaluable to have an AV technician on hand uh, with spare cables and the like. But the good news is that once you've got it all figured out, it's pretty much more likely to work on the day. But don't rest on your laurels, Denise. As I attended a hybrid event recently, where they did a test run just a few hours before the live event and they thought they had everything sorted. Unfortunately, when the hundreds of online attendees were waiting for the first keynote presentation, we could barely see or hear them. After mucking around for a few minutes, the event organizers wisely moved to the next speaker at a different location and came back to the first presenter later in the day when the problems were fixed. It's good to hear when organizers make calls like that, John, and it works. Another means of making hybrid events work is to think of clever ways to extend what you do um, with a physical audience to make it work with an online audience. For instance, I love using human number lines or um, sociograms, which we talked about in an earlier episode. Uh, this can get the audience moving and interacting, which is great, especially for after lunch. In the room, you can invite people to line up to indicate how much they agree or disagree with a particular statement. To modify this to an online audience, you have only to ask them to provide a rating from one to 10 to indicate their agreement. While they could type this into the chat box or in a poll, it's more fun to get them to indicate it using the number of fingers on their hands. Uh, you could then get people in the room to form two groups of four or five to discuss why they felt the way they did. And you can easily put online participants into breakout rooms to do the same. So the processes are similar, John, but tailored for each event format. And maybe even get those online to stand up as they do this activity, as it gives them the opportunity to stretch their legs and engage physically with what you're doing. Oh, that's good to hear, Denise. Next, don't be tempted to stretch yourself too thin by facilitating both the physical and online events yourself. Instead, find some colleagues to facilitate each group of people for you, while you manage the overall event as the MC. It might be handy to have a few technical support people online too, in case some of the participants need a hand with the online environment. Yes, co-facilitating can make life a bit easier, John. If you can, it's great to provide a view of the live audience so those online can gauge the numbers attending and see what the physical event really looks like. Are they lined up in auditorium seats or are they at small tables? I like to use uh, 
polls to engage audiences uh, using tools like Poll Everywhere and Slido, which we also covered in an earlier episode. And to engage everyone at our hybrid event, we could invite them to grab their smartphone or tablet and scan the QR code we're displaying in our presentation. That will quickly take them straight to the poll where they can submit their response. That way, everyone is involved and can quickly see the overall voting. This is a great way of handling questions towards the end of the event too, as everyone has to type their questions into the, into the poll and they can also upvote questions that have already been submitted. And this makes it a more equal playing field for all involved and much easier for the presenter too, as the typed questions are often much more succinct than those delivered verbally. Uh, plus, if time is limited, it's very democratic for the audience to vote on questions they'd most like to hear answered. So Denise, I guess where we're heading is that hybrid events can work well if you put the time and effort into designing them properly and suitably resourcing them with enough team members to help with the facilitation. They can be tricky to run, so don't contemplate them lightly, thinking they're an easy option. I can count on one hand the number of hybrid events I've attended in the last 12 months where I enjoyed the experience compared to all the other online events I've attended. Well, you've heard our thoughts, now we'd like to hear yours. You might think we've been a bit harsh towards hybrid meetings, or you may think we've hit the nail on the head. <laughs> Either way, add a comment below the blog post and tell us your experiences with hybrid meetings, including any tips or further ideas about it. We don't want this just to be a one-way conversation, so please join in by sharing your thoughts and ideas with us. Thanks for joining us on this Enablers of Change episode. And a special thanks to Richard for suggesting this topic for us. As always, remember to subscribe to our newsletter if you'd like to know when new episodes are available. And if you liked what you heard, please tell your friends so they too can join the conversation. All the best until we meet again.